friends this is ritesh from simplifying retail podcast today i have a guest uh, retail icon i would call him and uh, he has been an retail uh, thought leader and someone who really inspires me and caught my attention through his uh, retail readership and his name is mr tapan vaidya he is the ceo of pjp investments which is also known as papa jones pizza so uh, welcome tapan welcome to the simplifying retail podcast uh, tapan why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners thank you pradesh thank you for having me um, it's a pleasure being here so i i'm a bachelor of uh, science mathematics and when i was in my second year studying i needed some pocket money so i started waiting at tables okay and that's how my journey started with restaurants now in those days waiting at tables meant instant gratification by way of take care of your customer he's going to tip you and that tip was exactly what i was looking for back then and that triggered this love for the industry and i never left it i completed my studies i completed the business management but i continued to stay with restaurants and that's how i got into various brands that i worked for including uh, papa johns which i started uh, back in 2004 in gcc uh, i was actually the general manager for restaurant business of jawad business group based in bahrain yes I started Papa John's in uh, Bahrain, UAE, Qatar, Oman, Eastern Province of Saudi Arabia, and then, uh, unfortunately, Jawad had some trouble with the retail, fashion retail side of the business, and they had to divest some of their uh, ongoing uh, profitable businesses. One of them was Papa John's UAE. So when that divestiture happened. I joined the new investors with my own investment and become became a CEO. So from an employee to an employer. Yes, that would be correct. That's nice. So where did you uh, did your uh, studies, your management from? G- a little bit about your background, Tapan. Oh sure. So uh, Saint Xavier's College, BSc, and uh, NMIMS. Uh, Narsi Monji. Yes. That's in Bombay. Yes. Oh great. Uh, friends, uh, one unique quality which uh, uh, caught my eye, and we, myself and Tapan, we both are connected on the social networking platform called LinkedIn. And uh, one quality which caught my attention was uh, I have noticed Tapan at handling the customer grievances online himself. So this is one quality which I had read in a book. by an author called uh, Tony Hsieh he was the ex founder and ceo of uh, Zappos in US and uh, he when he started he used to call all uh, his customers and used to manage the call center for his company he had even printed the uh, his mobile number on the shopping bag of the company so that kind of commitment i saw in tapan and i requested tapan i would love to host you on my podcast so that listeners could get benefit and can feel inspired from your talk so tapan welcome once again and thank you for giving me your time uh, this we'll start our q and a uh, my first question to you tapan is what is one quality that a business owner should possess to excel in the business okay first things first a coincidence uh, 
the shoes I am wearing right now were purchased from Zappos. Oh, that's nice. That's lovely. To answer your question, see, I have always believed that if you chase excellence, success will chase you. Very nice. If a business owner uh, acts in this manner, makes all his decisions knowing this particular fact, he will do well. In fact, upon this statement, the quote which you uh, gave just now reminded me of a movie called Three Idiots, written by Chetan Bhagat. And the core message, the last parting dialogue of the movie was, movie was, uh, don't run after money, run after excellence. So, uh, I mean, it, it in fact uh, reminded me one of the interviews which I uh, saw as a child on Doordarshan, Indian TV, of uh, Harivan Shrai Bachchan, and uh, the po famous poet. And he said in uh, life, if you want to succeed, don't run after two things. One is money, and second is women. <laughs> because if you run behind them, they tend to run away from you. So that's the uh, that's a connection I could relate with your quote. Uh, uh, Tapan, that brings us to our second question. How important is the personal branding for a business owner? I have noticed people know Tapan where they are more than Papa Joe's. Though I have been uh, one of your diners in your restaurants, but I know, you know, when you talk about Xiaomi or when you talk about Tesla, you first person that face comes across is Elon Musk or, uh, you know, Manu Jain of uh, Xiaomi India. So similar when I think uh, of Papa Joe's, Tapan where they are comes up. So how important is personal branding? Uh, firstly, thank you for this compliment. And I, of course, stand nowhere near uh, the might of Elon Musk. Uh, but personal branding is and is not important. It depends. Uh, see, the brand is always more important than anyone. And the brand is what? A brand is what its people the people who work for the brand, they have made the brand what the brand is. So the branding of the brand is extremely important. Now if someone like me uh, heading a particular brand is able to work well, excel and create a brand for himself, it's good. But it's very important to ensure that no person really overtakes the brand. Because ultimately it's about the brand. True. The person cannot be everywhere, but True. the brand will have locations everywhere. You're right. So, I mean, if you go back a few years, uh, and I play golf, so I, I, I follow uh, golf very well. Tiger Woods had, he was a phenomenal player. He You're still right. is a phenomenal player. Yes. In fact, he's playing this weekend uh, in the PGA tournament. But he had an accident in 2009, I think, and because of the nature of the accident and the You're unfortunate right. events around it, so many sponsors had to walk away from him and You're distance right. themselves from Tiger Woods. You're right. Thank God he, he's, his game came back and sponsor again came back to him. But so this is a problem with branding using a particular ambassador. Okay. So what do you feel uh, being a business owner, uh, visibility, uh, being a personal brand is more important or not? I mean, this is a tip which a question I mean uh, is asked pertaining uh, someone who is trying to make a leap from being an employer to an employer. It is important uh, because it adds value to the brand. For example, I'll give you another example of uh, Mr. Mahindra, mm -hmm. uh, Anand Mahindra. Anand Mahindra. He, he has a tremendous uh, cult following on Twitter. You're right. 
pretty much like Elon Musk. Okay, yes. Elon Musk is global, and Anand Mahindra is more Indian, Indian and Indian diaspora worldwide. Right. Uh, but here, the thing is, Anand Mahindra is adding value to Mahindra and Mahindra, and as long as that continues, I think it's a great thing to do. Great. So, uh, listeners, if you are uh, you know venturing out into entrepreneurship. start focusing on your personal brand it's very important to get you the visibility uh, that brings to our third question uh, uh, tapan which uh, i have noticed and the reason we are here today is how uh, what made you to answer uh, the customer grievances on social media i mean nobody shows the report card uh, to a social media you are one of such person who encourages your uh, customers to go on social media and write directly whether it is nasty thing about the brand or whether it is good thing about the brand and have noticed if they write something nasty you are the first one to address it see at papa john's uae and saudi where we operate customer is everything he obviously pays for everything on the bread including our shareholders you know so, right. uh, uh, we have this term called roc return of customer this is our mission take such great care of every customer that the customer only thinks of returning and never thinks of going to our competition that's amazing so if we take care of roc roi will take care of itself that is our belief now to drive this we want not only we want to please our customers but definitely we want to please our unhappy customers so i will never miss an opportunity to win back a customer so what we do you have seen of course some of my posts on uh, social media but what we do here in the company every day and we do not fail a single day every day we have a call with our area managers and some key restaurant managers and we discussed previous days grievances that received of course every area manager and restaurant manager is empowered to deal with the feedback that comes in we have our own app mm. so it's very easy for first of all we make it very easy for our customers to send in their feedback they have the app sitting in their phone it's very easy tap send your feedback in once we have it by the time we do the call at 4 o'clock in the afternoon all the managers have already contacted one back all the customers they come back in my call i go through each feedback which i receive mm-hmm. also and then against each feedback everyone reports yes customer won back this was the problem this is how we'll fix it customer has been contacted he is won back so that is what we we close every case when the customer is happy when it comes to uh, you know uh, customer grievances tapan Uh, maximum number of complaints are pertaining what is it delivery is it food is it delay in the order which is i believe uh, you use aggregators for your deliveries so in which there is no fault suppose if i have ordered it from swiggy or uh, zomato and the food gets delivered late and the pizza arrives at which is not piping hot it's cold how do you handle such it's not your fault it was picked up on time but delivered late to the customer so what happens if the customer comes up with such case and complain to you firstly and thankfully these feedbacks negative feedbacks are not re- related to a single particular area so we know that it's not that we are going wrong in one particular area it spread 
there are a number of reasons. And especially given uh, the issue of uh, drivers striking with some of the allegations in the last on, yes. couple of weeks, we have been, you know, there has been a deluge of uh, negative feedback because the poor customers don't know that uh, drivers may be on strike. They have placed their order on the aggregators app. Aggregators have sent it to us. We've started preparation, orders ready, and there's no driver to pick, pick the order up. up. So we've had a number of issues there. So that we've dealt with uh, every um, feedback. Customers have been won back. But yes, sometimes uh, we also go late. Uh, we have special offers running on Tuesdays. We have special offers on Thursdays. And now the weekend has changed, so trends have changed, volumes have shifted to the new weekend. Sure. So there are peak time delays when a customer who would expect an order in 30 to 35 minutes, sometimes it takes 45, 50 minutes. And when that happens, and if the customer is ordered directly from our app through us, it's our fleet who's going to deliver. And if our fleet has reached after 45 or 50 minutes, customer is naturally not going to be happy. But then we explain what, you know, when the feedback comes in, we explain to the customer, this is exactly what has happened. Uh, your, But we have good systems in play. See, what we try to do is, even if the pizza reaches the customer late, we ensure that the pizza reaches the customer hot. Mm. That is more important. For a customer, quality is still more important than speed. Right. Speed is good to have. But quality is extremely important. So we have a concept of rack time. If pizza is baked out of the oven, boxed, that box cannot stay on the rack greater than X number of minutes. Wow. If that happens, the pizza has to be discarded and a fresh pizza has to be made. So pizza waiting for driver, there is a de deadline. If that were uh -huh. to happen, and so that's how we make sure that our customers always at least get fresh food even if it's late that's amazing in fact uh, so uh, that brings me to another question of mine which is um, you know i have noticed you at various retail forums being a paneled uh, and a speaky speaker uh, what is what kind of leadership quality do you possess and how do you inspire your team okay the leadership quality this is a blend really a blend of uh, democratic autocratic and thankfully, autocratic style manifests itself very rarely, but sometimes it is required. And even laissez-faire. So there are times when I decide to not involve myself in a decision making, but, but largely it is democratic. I work with my team uh, and I have a fantastic team. and. Uh, we have regular meetings, regular outings, we, we discuss uh, problems, we find solutions together. So I think it's a mix of democratic, autocratic and laissez-faire, but it's largely, if I must quantify, I would say 92% uh, democratic, maybe 5% autocratic or 3% autocratic and the balance uh, laissez-faire. That's nice. In fact, listeners, uh, I'm right now interviewing Tapan uh, sitting in his office. And when I see uh, the people uh, and happy faces around me wearing, uh, you know, jeans and uh, t-shirts is a very casual atmosphere full of energy and vibes. So, uh, I mean, there's something, uh, uh, credit goes to you, Tapan, to create such energy and vibe within your team. No, 
thank you. But I think uh, I have been blessed with a great team. Uh, they, they exude energies themselves. Great. That brings to us uh, to uh, our next question. Uh, we have seen uh, you, Tapan, as one of the successful business leader. Have you ever failed in your life? And oh. what did they teach that lesson you got from that failure? No, no, indeed. Uh, I think uh, I, nobody can really claim to say he's never failed in life because uh, if you have never failed in life, a big failure is around the corner. And that True. would be seriously big failure. So, no, uh, I mean, we all fail. Uh, I have maybe failed multiple times. Uh, but I think what I've, I learned early on in my early failures is that failure is the best place to learn and then implement. So, all you have to do is, once you have failed, analyze the situation, understand what caused it, what you could have done and then look out for similar circumstances in the future and implement uh, your next move in such a way that uh, you've turned your previous failure into a big lesson, big opportunity. That's an amazing advice, uh, listeners. Please pay attention to what Tapan has just said. Look at your failure, analyze what caused it, and then improvise on it and make your comeback. So failure is not a setback. It's a uh, you know setting up of a stage for you to make a comeback. So that's a very good advice, Tapan. Uh, Tapan, what advice would you like to give to young managers who are aspiring to become an entrepreneur one day? You yourself made a transition from being an employer, from an employer to an employer, and uh, so what kind of advice, what challenges did you face, uh, which you would like to give it, uh, you know, from your uh, journey? I think the best advice I can give is always pay attention to product quality or quality of service, whichever business an entrepreneur is getting into, he's got to make sure that the product quality or quality of service they provide is never compromised. Because once you give, allow a customer to be unhappy, you have lost that customer. He's gone to the competition. So please take care of the quality of your product or the quality of your service. I think that is the biggest uh, advice I can give. And on the side, a simple truth is that make sure your costs or rather your revenues ex do not exceed your costs. That's amazing. Keep your cost of goods sold under control. That's the financial tip, uh, listeners. Uh, uh, coming to my last question, uh, Tapan, how you are uh, operating out of a very competitive market. Uh, if you know the, you are out of, uh, you know, QSR, you are operating a QSR business and uh, you are not competing with other pizza players, but you are competing with other Q QSR brands. It can be uh, street food for that example, Golgappas and all those things which are uh, now becoming a trend. Uh, how do you compete? with other uh, brands and other QSR concepts that are emerging nowadays. Even Cloud Kitchen, tomorrow you may uh, get another pizza brand uh, which is not have made in your factory or in your restaurant but in a cloud or a ghost kitchen and delivered at half uh, the time than normally what normal food delivery takes. Of course, this goes right back to how Papa John's was founded. Papa John's brand was founded on the basis of the need to create, build a better pizza. 
So ingredients are everything for Papa John's. We make sure that all the ingredients we source are of gold standard. So we continue to make sure of that here in the region. The best ingredients finally make the best pizza. And our customers have known, they've, they've experienced this, and they follow us. Most blind tastings, our pizzas score better over others. And uh, our regular customers never leave us. And that is the best platform. Quality is the platform on which we compete with uh, everyone else. So when, it, when our mission really is uh, to be the number one uh, choice for pizza for all ages of customers. So, Tapan, uh, like now a new emerging trend which is a lean model of management systems wherein people instead of having their own kitchens or investing in that infrastructure, they outsource. Outsource to a ghost kitchen or we also call them as a cloud kitchen. So such cloud kitchen is a competition in itself because they are not only manufacturing for you but also for 10 other uh, brands. So how do you uh, tackle such uh, you know innovation that's happening in uh, FMB segment, especially in food tech segment? No, sure. See, if you want to do business today, you have to take notice of what's going on, all the trends around you. We noticed that a few years ago. Mm -hmm. We have partnered with Kitobi. Oh, that's cloud, the cloud kitchen. kitchen operator. And we operate from six of the kitchens here in UAE, apart from having our own restaurants. In fact, we've also invested in a cloud kitchen of our own in Alco's area. So if somebody orders uh, a pizza sitting in a warehouse in Alco's, for example, they'll probably receive a pizza made in our cloud kitchen in Alco's. Okay. If someone is uh, in the vicinity of any of the Kitopi locations, they will probably get a pizza made by Kitopi team. Now, how do we ensure quality? Because Kitopi team is not our team, but we make sure that Kitopi teams are tra trained well and we keep an eye on the quality and we make sure the ingredients are exactly the same and Kitopi team have proven that they can do a great job. Uh, our customers are very happy whether they order from us directly or from Cloud Kitchen. So, uh, listeners, one uh, you know key take point here is earlier to start up your own restaurant, it was a full of capital investment. You know, you had to catch up a uh, set up a kitchen location, fit outs, and then running it. Today, to enter the business of FMB, especially QSR, has become so easy for uh, with the help of cloud kitchens. You make your menu, you give your recipe to a cloud kitchen, tie up with them, and just focus on branding. And you can develop your own food concept. Am I right, Tapan? That's the uh, going way forward for entrepreneurs. Oh, yes, it is uh, true. Entrepreneurs can do do that. Uh, limit their capex uh, by a large degree. Having said that, I must also caution uh, entrepreneurs that it is not always easy to take off uh, to take a brand off, make it fly without a brick and mortar store. If you have a brick and mortar store and you want to get into cloud kitchen, that's a much easier way. Not many brands, completely dark brands, have survived. Uh, so be careful. Uh, yes, cloud kitchen is the trend. 
and it can get you success but it is not guaranteed your product quality your pricing your uh, tech marketing social media marketing has to be on point for you to succeed in fact uh, we all talk about this mo- modern management jargons cloud kitchen and all while listening to you tapan i just recall this concept is not new in fact when i was growing up as a uh, you know a teenager and had gone into a hostel we had tied up with one uh, neighborhood uh, auntie who used to make us a tiffin and that is kind of a small you know literal example of a cloud kitchen where the homemade food was uh, delivered every day into our hostel rooms so uh, i mean yes we talk about cloud ghost kitchen store warehouses and all those stuff today but it is there age since ages so i mean yes this concepts are now revolutionized using tech but the business model was long back existing itself correct yes so uh, that bling, uh, brings us to the uh, end of this podcast uh, tapan thank you very much on behalf of my listeners my follower of simplifying retail i thank you for your time it was pleasure hosting you on this podcast thank you for having me Thank you. Thank you listeners and keep following retailritesh.com and I will be publishing this uh, podcast on various uh, social media so stay connected you will hear more from the field of retail and business. Thank you.